welcome back to one of these episodes in which I'm going to talk about how it is like to be a woman in Mexico. I'm with Esmeralda Salomon. Hi, well, thank you for having me. I'm pretty excited about today's topic. The first data that we thought that I was important to say it's that 51.2% of the Mexican population are women. And even though it's, it's like 50-50, we suffer a lot more than men. First, when we thought about this topic, we wanted to know how we are seen. So our first thought was like, okay, let's Google how it is to be a woman in Mexico. And literally the first phrase that you read when you put how it is to be a woman in Mexico, it's, and I quote, Mexican women face discrimination and at times harassment from the men exercising machismo against them. So that's the first thing that came up when you look for that. It's true. And that is the saddest part. That is not a lie. It's yeah. true. That happens. It's like, it would be better if like, oh, that's a lie. That's not, doesn't happen, but it does. And, but right now we're living in this like feminist revolution in which we are raising awareness and we are realizing of many, many things that are wrong. And that's something I think is fabulous. Fabulous because we are like, eh, eh, that shouldn't happen. One thing that I realized on a Christmas, when I was just like getting to know about these micro machismos, like things that are machismos, but are like... That is already or in our culture. Like we don't even notice them. So I was at Culiacán at my grandma's house and there was this, I think it was the breakfast after Christmas. And I, I remember that all, like, all the uncles and my dad were sitting at the table and they were going to eat first. And all the women, they were talking about whatever, like mm -hmm. nothing important. Yeah, and all too. my aunts and my mom and my grandma were in the kitchen trying, getting ready to serve their husbands. And I was like, what? And um, why? Why they can't serve themselves? Like, food was already made. They just had to mm -hmm. get up, get to stand up, up dish. and put food in their plate. Yeah, I know. And this happened in a lot of, for example, here in Sonora, we have uh, traditional, I don't know, like carne asada. And mm -hmm. women do everything, like the vegetables and everything. The only thing that the men does All is the like. Uh, yeah. The only thing that the man does is like... They grill the steaks. They grill the steaks, yes, like flip it. And yeah. that's it, and that's it. And then it's like the, the men are like, ah, oh, that we already made everything. Like we did yeah, the carne asada. I made the carne asada. Yes, and, and I mean, did. Literally, they did. They, they, uh -huh. just, they turn on like the carbon, charcoal, and then they put like the meat. And, then, oh, and yeah, it. it was very good. And the woman is like doing everything like that. Yeah, Salsa, I know. the guacamole, the cebollitas, the everything, all the toppings, like everything, like even bought the things yeah, and cleaning like, like, after. Oh, here it is, salt. Oh, here yes, it is. I know. And everything. And it's like the person is is doing the like grill the meat. And it's like, ah, can you grab me this? Can you grab me like, yeah. the salt and everything? <laughs> and then the woman they is don't even like, move. Yes, the woman is chopping the meat like yes and they that here is ready it, uh, they don't do anything and but, but ah, it's so frustrating yeah but they that happens a lot. thing in their brain they are like yeah 
I already made the meal for today for the family. You're welcome. <laughs> yes, like you're welcome. <laughs> Even if there are like 10 men and one is grilling the meat, the other nine are like standing just eating, there, waiting, just drinking beer and talking, waiting. And it, it doesn't matter if it's only two or three women doing everything, they don't participate on the... And if you're a daughter, like, if you're a daughter and you're in there, you have to help your mom. A but if you are the son, you, you just you can just learn how to grill. Or you can just stand there doing nothing and no one is going to tell you. And these so. things happen also, like that the woman has to cook and, and prepare a lot of things. Like from woman to woman. Like I remember once I was at my boyfriend's house with it was like a family gathering and then an aunt of, of him asked me like and, and do you know how to cook and i'm like ah i don't like to cook and that's true i don't i really don't like to cook and she was like mm, like judging me like mm, silence like, judging, uh -huh, like, like mm. you're going to be a bad wife you know like, yes, oh. we don't want you in the family <laughs> uh -huh, and I'm like, my boyfriend he loves to cook for example mm -hmm. like, another thing ah uh, yeah esmeralda and I, we were talking and she was telling me that she's going to a concert of her styles and another one for five seconds of summer in another like in other cities in the first in another country in another country <laughs> the first thought that crossed my mind is like and hey, who are you going with that's like the first thought and i and when i think of that thought was like that's that's another thing like women cannot be going alone to many places or it's not normal for a woman to go alone to another city or to a concert or to anywhere Anywhere. Yes, and because yeah. of its violence and this idea that they have to be protected, uh -huh. right? Even though I'm a 22 years old woman, like I'm a grown-up woman, like woman, you don't feel safe to go anywhere just by yourself. Yeah, yeah. I, my brother, when he was like 21, he was he just uh, tell my parents like, "Ha, I'm going to the beach with my friends and I'm driving," and they're like, "Oh yeah, okay, take care." But right now I'm 23, and if I tell them, ah, I want to go to the beach with my boyfriend, they don't let me. Like, first of all, I can't drive on a, like, a highway. The road. I, the roadway, I cannot drive. And I can be going along with my boyfriend. Like, they have to come with me, my parents, and like, ah. But that's like, things are here. Like, in my family, that's how things work. You know, Now that you say that, it's funny because last Saturday was the first time, the first time that I have ever drive in the road. Like, I have drive since I was I was 18, like four years, and they didn't let me. And here in my house, I'm really I'm trying to educate my parents. They grew up in a different generation and. They have been taught different things and everything. And I'm trying to tell them, like, we don't do that anymore. We don't say that anymore. <laughs> yeah. We just, like, little things. And and I was really surprised when I tell them that I want to go this and that. And that, and that but I have to drive, like, one hour in the road. And they, my mom was like, uh -huh, no, you're not going. But then my father stepped in, like my father stepped in and said like, take care. We know we can forbid you things because we are scared of you. 
uh, of something, I don't know, of, of the work. And uh, not of you, but of the work. Uh-huh, yes, of the work. And, and they were like, just take care. I couldn't believe it. Like, it was, even though I'm a 22 years old person, I'm a grown up and I'm an adult now. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, they let me drive one hour. Like, it's not a big deal. It's not that big deal. But I was like, oh my God, this is... This is I happening. Was, yes, I know. I couldn't believe that it was happening. And I was really excited. I was nervous, but I was really yeah. excited. Yeah, this is like some examples for you to know, for you, like you that are listening to this, of how things that maybe you, you seem like, how could that be possible? That really, really, really happens. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy. Uh, and something that I told him, I told my mom, like, ah, and I was driving and three friends of mine were going with me and one of them was a man and my mom didn't even know the person like the man but it was like oh let him drive and I was like you don't even know if he can drive if he drive well uh -huh. if, he, if he's a good driver if he's responsible you don't know anything about him and you know me my whole life and you teach me yeah. how to drive and you know that I have been driving for four years and even though She's trusting more that guy that he does that she doesn't know. Like she doesn't know mm -hmm. even his name, and he was like, "Oh, let him drive." Oh, I know. Like let him drive your car. It's ah! yeah, yeah. I understand how frustrating yes. it could be. Uh huh. So frustrating. Yeah, machismo had a lot of faces and a lot of like levels and everything. It's not that just physical but we yeah. are going to get there uh, someday uh -huh. yeah <laughs> some really point, then there's this statistics that that says that when a couple like a straight couple gets married the guy increases one minute their regular chores like per week like what they did before marriage and when after their marriage it is just they just increase one minute and women they increase 20 hours more of helping at the house and that's crazy difference like the guys they don't help as much as they should most of the people that are old people they say that women before even if they're women they approve machismo in many many ways they say that uh, a wife has to make their husband happy and serve them and everything as, as we talked about earlier And but now that we are like women aren't as how can I say it abnegated as they were before and I believe that's the reason why the divorce rate it is increasing on the year 2000 the divorce rate was 7.4% on 2010 it was double like 15.1 and right now on 2020 the divorce rate is 31.7% it is duplicating through time We basically said, like, enough is enough. It's not going to happen anymore. You're not going to tell me what to do. You're not going to... You know, I'm not your mother. I'm not going to do all the things uh -huh. that your mother did, did before you married. Like, I'm not your mother. I'm not adopting you. I'm marrying you. Yeah, that happens. That guys think that, that they're going to marry someone that is going to be like their mother. And like, no. Yes, I know. I'm going to be your teammate. Yes, I know. But most of the guys or the men don't know how to do basic stuff, like because their mother has done everything for them. My my professor last class he said that 
like he married uh, she was a doctor so she was a lot of like very busy and mm -hmm. he had to cook for for his kids and he told us that his mom saw like it was wrong for him to be like for him to cook like his mother was like ah uh -uh, you shouldn't cook that should do it your wife you know like like that idea even though the wife was working like more because she was a doctor she was saving lives and everything and there's like this this idea okay we have that according to uh, the national institute of statistics and geography more than 16, 66% of women over 15 years of age has suffered at least one incident of emotional, sexual, economic, and physical violence. I mean, 66 is more than a half. It's almost three quarters of all the women population. It's crazy. It's really messed up. And, you know, I think that that number is lower than what it should be because this because violence as as we talk about it isn't just physical it could be mm -hmm. as it says emotional like these passive aggressive kind of things ah here is the violence, the violence meter like we in mexico we have like this violence meter that says like different things of how Uh, wrong things are like, like the level of violence like when you have to watch out like and take care and it, it, it starts with heartful jokes when they joke about your appearance or how you're feeling like your boyfriend for example or your mm -hmm. husband and that is blackmail then it's lying cheating betrayal ignoring you then it's being jealous then it's blaming being dismissive I'm going like getting like harder here Intimidation, mm -hmm. threats, controlling, prohibiting, like having a friend, going to see your family, or anything. Destroys belongings, unwelcome touching, uh, ta -ta -ta -ta, kicking, slapping, and then is, and then the category three is threatening with objects or weapons, forced sex on you, sexual abuse and rape, mutilation, and at the end is murder. And this is for us to realize, like, one thing leads to another. Like, maybe when you start a relationship, everything is wonderful, but then they start with the hurtful jokes. And then it increases you to jealousy. It's like a snowball. Like, it's falling, mm -hmm. it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger until you cannot control, until you are murdered, until, until you are dead. Yeah. And this, it, even when they go to justice and they say, like, this person has threatened me to death, Like to the police, for example, and they are like, "Oh yeah, okay, file a a, a carpet format," and and with that, okay, but nothing happens, and then that woman that made the the accusation, the report, is dead, is found dead, and and her boyfriend, ex boyfriend, or whoever killed her. Okay, well, we looked for the word feminicide because, well, I thought, like, it couldn't be originated in Mexico. Like, I was denying, like, it cannot be. It was nothing like the meaning that we have right now. Uh, but a Mexican woman uh, translated to feminicidio and made it in giving a new meaning to a concept that is basically intentional murder of women because they are women. It's a gender-based crime, and it was needed because it's really sad that we need a word 
for to describe something that was happening. Like in Mexico, we have 11 feminicide per day. Why are we scared to go out by ourselves at anywhere? It's because some of them are killed by their partners or their husbands, but others are they take like a like a taxi to some other place and they end up being raped, murdered, and found in I don't know, baldío. in a plastic bag over the some field. Aha, uh -huh, naked. Uh -huh. and mutilated and if you're walking on the street and somebody guy likes you and he can just lift you up and have sex Grab with you, you. Uh -huh. and, and hi kill you and it doesn't have like for example it's not only for ah just young women like 22 25 no it happened to all women's like we have a case like a kid that it was named Fatima it was a mm -hmm. seven years old kid, girl, that was kidnapped, tortured, and then murdered by some of their neighbors. It's really heartbreaking. It doesn't have, feminicide does, don't have an age. When you mention Fatima, in Mexico has the first place worldwide with most children sexual abuse, or I don't know if children or infant, how do you say it, but you know, mm -hmm. that with 5.4 million cases per year. Oh, the thing so is, sad. we were talking about abortion. Abortion is only legal in two of the 32 states. Just in Mexico City is legal and Oaxaca. If you are a woman and you abort and you have an abortion, you can get, you can go to Yale. But if mm -hmm. you are a man in Mexico and you rape any number of women, you can run for a government. So, conclusion, living, living in Mexico as a woman, It is kind of dangerous. You always have to be with someone. And even though if you're with some friends, they there are some cases in which the friends rape their friend. We need to take care of each other as a woman. As a woman. Because if we don't have each other's backs, nobody's going to have them. We love Mexico. I love Mexico. And I really wish that we didn't have to be talking about this. Because Mexico is a really amazing country. It has a lot of things that that amazed me, like the culture, the food, and everything. Some, like the people is really good and everything, but we, w we want to like... A better justice system. Aha, uh -huh, yes, we're getting there. Like slowly, slowly, slowly. Yeah. But we're getting there, and I hope in the future, our kids and the new generation doesn't have to be doing this kind of podcast. Like when feminicide is not in our daily vocabulary. Yeah. Everyone, thank you for listening. If you live in another country, and can you tell me how is it like to be a woman in your country? Maybe it is way better, or it could be worse. I don't know. I'm very curious to know if we're the only country. So please let me know. Thank you, Esmeralda, for joining me. I believe this is going to be a longer podcast than the others, and I'm so sorry, but these are things that we have to talk about. Bye. Thank you Bye -bye. for listening. <laughs>